3: And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And well, you miss if you missed a debate, you missed a uh, a nothing burger. Really, <laughs> I I don't know what the ratings are just yet, but uh, you're going to find out that they're really low. I had zero interest in watching the debate, and I just figured I'd watch some clips. Uh, On Twitter, whatever, you know, I had no desire to waste my time on watching a bunch of losers. Six losers up on stage or seven losers up on stage yapping about things that just so are so unimportant. It's sort of like, you know, what's the point, right? Trump is in Michigan giving a speech looking like a boss. With a you know caravan of people lining the streets, applauding and cheering him, he's playing music, he's talking truth to power, and these seven morons up on the stage want to act like the elephant isn't in the room. You know, they want to act like um, politics as usual. That's the part that bothers me the most. Nobody wants to talk about the root cause of the problem. You know, I was watching, uh, I can only watch about 10 seconds of Fox and Friends before I have to turn it off. I can't even watch that anymore. It's gotten worse. And if you listen to Tucker's interview with um, Bill O'Reilly, you start to realize that Roger Ailes really did make a difference over at Fox News. And that um, after his departure and now that the uh, Murdochs have their sons that are globalists in charge, Fox News is lost. And Newsmax isn't really much better, but they could be. There's an opportunity there. I mean, the thing is, independent media on YouTube strike that. YouTube censoring the truth. Just ask Russell Brand. So on Rumble, and I think that there's a huge opportunity for Rumble to do some really big things. And eventually I think we're going to find our way over there on Rumble um, and do some things there. But, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I was sitting there watching Fox and Friends for about ten minutes, seriously, and then I just really tuned out. And as soon as I flipped it on, there was these this lady talking about you know human trafficking across the border. And it's again, it's the same conversation that you've been hearing for the last thirty year, twenty years, twenty years about this border, border security, and somehow you know our country could do all kinds of stuff. But they can't get a wall built. They can't have some semblance of rule of law. Like what's happening in Philadelphia right now, right? All that looting going on. On Walnut Street. I used to live there for 18 years. For longer than that, actually. I mean, I'm a Philadelphian. I was born in Philadelphia. I know Philly. Philly. And man, I was shivitz. The guy, the mayor, you know, was basically a, the town drunk. I've sat at a bar with him, elbow to elbow, at a bar where he would drink till he was stumbling out of the place. And this was when he was mayor-elect. I mean, I know stories about Jim Kennedy that'll blow your mind, from his sister and from his ex-wife. Who don't like them, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's amazing what a uh, corrupt town Philadelphia has become. Run over by liberals. It used to be that the Republicans had a chance. Now the Philly GOP doesn't have any chance whatsoever. You got David O. Uh, running uh, for mayor, and he has no chance. No matter how great you are, you'll get 15%, 20% of the vote i don't know why the zombies that vote left all the time put up with this stuff but they do in philadelphia in detroit in san francisco you know everywhere there are radical lefties there's corruption atlanta milwaukee oh and by the way these are the towns that committed the election fraud in the swing states do you think that our Republican legislatures would do anything about it? You know, just two days ago, we played a full show of Ken Paxton explaining how corrupt the Texas legislature is. Now we got Bob Menuda, Menendez, uh, the butt of jokes. Uh, Matt Gates basically said they don't even bribe our politicians anymore with cash because it's worthless thanks to Bidenomics. Now they have to give you gold bars in order to make the the bribe valuable enough. It's pretty sad, really, when you think about it. And it's comical at the same time. But we are in a bad place, folks, and we are being run over by foreign interests. You know they want illegals to use a political uh, to use as political pawns. They want illegals to change the country demographically. They want illegals to—and these are Biden's words, right? Because he said he wanted to change the country uh, demographically. But we know that it's about corporate greed, corporate payback. It's about pay-to-play. You know, when the corporations pay slave labor wages with illegals underneath the table, and they could avoid all those payroll taxes— You know, the agriculture and the uh, builders of buildings are going to exploit that. They're going to then return the favor with money uh, lining the pockets of politicians who are going to keep that gravy train flowing. And that's really what it's about. It's about money. Always was, always will be. They want illegals to eliminate the idea of rule of law. They want illegals for low-wage jobs. They want illegals to increase disorder and chaos. They want illegals because they have, they have anchor babies, or they will have anchor babies. They want illegals who don't share our values. They want illegals because they hate America. I don't know so much about hating America is they love they love their moment. They're not living for something greater than themselves. They're just living for themselves. You know, I, I follow, uh, I've i been following the Colorado Buffaloes. They, yeah, got smashed last week in Oregon, and they'll probably get beat again against USC this weekend. But I love the story. And I love you know how Deion Sanders has become the Donald Trump of college football coaches, and I love the sermons that he gives and the uh, self help and the um, good advice that he gives uh, for personal growth. I-, I also listen to other champions like Kale Sanderson, the head coach for the Penn State wrestling team, who. Finished his wrestling college wrestling career 159 and 0 before he went on to get an Olympic gold medal. And these are people that live, you know, with a very disciplined uh, structure. And one of the chief takeaways from Kale Sanderson is gratitude. You know, whether you win or lose, be grateful that you actually could make the team, that you actually could walk, that you could actually. Uh, experience D1 college wrestling at the highest level and and uh, Deion Sanders' message is is all about personal responsibility and discipline and living for something great and doing something greater in yourself if you ever get a chance in this if you ever get a chance to do this Uh, Check out Deion Sanders' um, Hall of Fame speech, and he talks about Prime, and he talks about how Prime was really the face for his mother, and how he went on, and he, uh, basically everything he did, he did for a greater purpose than himself, for a whole multitude of reasons. Where he came from, what he was about, what he was trying to to achieve, but, but mostly he made good on his promises because he was living for something greater than himself. Well, the problem with politicians today is that they're not living for something greater than themselves. They're living for themselves. They're living for that next lap dance or that uh, upper shelf bourbon. They're living for that great cigar. They're living for that ego. They want to stroke that ego. And you can go on and on. I mean, I've met a lot of people in the political world, and I've actually seen it firsthand. What you see on TV and what you see behind the scenes so often, too often, are different. Meaning that the person you think you know and the person that you know are really a facade of each other. Like one's a facade. It's like gold paint rather than gold, and it's uh, it's it's really tiresome, and it's disappointing because there are people that what you see is what you get. I think that I am, you know, whatever I'm telling you today, I might be telling somebody in three hours from now in a conversation. Um, It's just, I wear it on my sleeve. But I wish we had more of that in Washington. So this is what you missed. Here's the intro. (laughs) It's a little comical. But here's the intro to the debate, the second debate over on Fox Business. Um, I guess it was Wednesday night, right? All right. Here we go. Here's the introduction, folks.
1: Ron DeSantis, Lockdown University.
3: Lockdown University. Vivek
1: Ramaswamy, World Economic Forum Business School.
4: Nikki-
3: World Economic Forum Business School. Did you get that?
1: Nikki Haley,
4: Bush War Crime Institute.
1: Tim Scott, Kissless Virgin Mary. <laughs> Chris Christie, Golden Corral State. <laughs>
3: Golden, <laughs> Golden Corral State.
1: <laughs> Mike Pence.
0: Mother's Closet.
3: Mother's Closet.
0: Doug Burgum. Why am I here?
3: <laughs> Doug Burgum. Who is that? <laughs> he must be rich. I'll tell you that. Doug Burgum. I have no idea who he is. Um, but he must be rich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. So... Here was some of the high points of the debate. This is uh, just a eleven second clip uh, that Kerry Lake put out of the debate on Wednesday night.
2: Thank
5: that's not editing. We must respect the time.
3: Wow. So that's what you missed. And then and then, you know, Donald Trump comes walking out in the, like a rock star to uh some 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 uh music and having some fun. You know, he's uh he's uh he's a boss, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. But um I was going to play the clip of him. Yeah, right here. <laughs> I love that song by the way. Um, it's one of my favorites. Um all right, so listen to this clip. This is uh Matt Gates, a little background music to it. Matt Gates basically uh talking about the gold bars and Steve uh and Senator Menendez.
5: We are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators with cash alone. You need to bring gold bars to get the job done just so that the bribes hold value.
3: (laughs) Just so the bribes hold value. That's pretty funny. All right. Well, we have a bunch of audio uh, that we want to share with you and talk about. A little bit disturbing here. Just in, China hacks the United States State Department. Hmm. This is just after Bill Gates. Bill Gates met up with China. See, Fauci meets up with China, you know, with DAZIAC and Eco Health Alliance. And then we have a pandemic. And then Bill Gates meets with China. And then, you know, all of a sudden they're hacking all the Windows machines in the State Department. I wonder how, you know, I wonder what that's about, you know?
1: Very honored.
3: Thought uh, I would to ask.
1: This chance to meet. Uh, and we've always had great conversations, and uh, we'll have a, a lot of important Kissing topics up uh, to discuss G. today. I was very disappointed I couldn't come uh, during these
2: last four years. Uh, and so it's very exciting to be back.
4: Now that was Bill Gates less than a month ago visiting his good pal Xi Jinping.
2: Very honored uh to have this chance to meet. You should
3: see you should see Bill Gates's body language by the way. He looks like he looks like he's kissing the ring to a king. I've never seen him that showing that kind of kiss up. You know like he's kissing up to Xi Jinping. Not Xi Jinping, um, President Xi. Yeah, Xi Jinping, yeah, I guess that is. Um, Here's one of the highlights of the debate. Let's see, this is the last highlight. This is so stupid.
2: You you can't help yourself. I know you're watching. You can't can't help yourself. He's talking to Donald Trump, Chris Christie. Okay, and you're not here tonight. Not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on this stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck.
3: Good grief. What a stupid comment. So Chris Christie creepily says to Trump, I know you're watching claims he's afraid and ducking defending his record on the debate stage. And Henry Rogers from DC who was with Donald Trump says, "I am with Trump. I can confirm he is not watching the debate." <laughs> no, he was on stage. He was on stage doing his thing talking about the auto workers, And believe me, he gave a lot more time than Joe Biden did, which was about 18 seconds with his stupid megaphone where no one showed up. So Joe Biden uh, did that only because he knew Trump was going to have a rally for the autoworkers. Anyway... There was something else big that happened. Uh, The Ways and Means Committee releases 700 pages of new evidence against Hunter Biden. And it's a doozy, folks. It's a doozy. All right. Let's take a listen.
5: Moments ago, the Ways and Means Committee, we voted to release over 700 pages of additional material provided to the committee by two IRS whistleblowers, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler who came forward at great risk to their careers and reputations to bring to light evidence of corruption and misconduct within our federal government. On June 22nd, the committee voted to release the initial testimony of the two IRS whistleblowers that showed wrongdoing and misconduct at both the Department of Justice and the IRS. Their testimony then also shed light on a complex and lucrative enterprise operated by the Biden family to enrich themselves to the tune of at least $20 million, with much of Hunter Biden's share going unreported for taxes. In the months since, no one has offered any evidence that contradicts Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler's testimony. In fact, much of their testimony has been supported by additional IRS witnesses who set for transcribed interviews after being subpoenaed by this committee. The new information we just voted to release today further confirms their testimony. Let's look at what the new evidence released today shows. One, it is clear that then-Vice President Joe Biden's political power and influence was, quote, the brand that Hunter Biden was selling all over the world. Even more alarming, the Biden family foreign influence peddling operation suggests an effort to sway U.S. policy decisions. From documents released just moments ago, as you can see in the WhatsApp message behind me from June 6, 2017, Hunter Biden explicitly wrote, to a business associate that he was not willing to quote sign over my family's brand close quote or give this individual quote the keys to my family's only asset that asset could only be one person Joe Biden IRS investigators provided worksheets they compiled as part of their investigation into Hunter Biden's tax crimes which connect his business activities to official government activity while Joe Biden served as vice president of the United States. This is new and alarming material the committee just made public. The very existence of this file makes it abundantly clear that IRS investigators were concerned there was in fact a connection between Hunter Biden's global influence peddling Joe Biden, and official U.S. government activity. In one example, investigators documented how then-Vice President Biden's April 2014 official visit to Ukraine occurred only days after a series of meetings between Hunter Biden, his, his business associate, Devin Archer senior staff within the vice president's office, and Vice President Biden himself. We have received an email sent during that same time frame from an executive of Burisma, a Ukrainian company, to Devin Archer, saying a quote, reasonable balance could be reached about Hunter Biden. One month later, Burisma announced Hunter Biden's appointment to its board. In another example, from today's material. Then Vice President Joe Biden hosted Hunter and two of his business associates, including billionaire Miguel Alamon at the White House in February of 2014, where they had lunch, quote, in dad's office. Just three months later, Hunter Biden sent an email to Devin Archer saying, quote, We need to get to Mexico City and cement the deal with Miguel. Public records show Joe Biden later used Air Force Two to shuttle Hunter and another business associate, Jeff Cooper, to Mexico City in 2016. These documents also underline how Hunter Biden's role as, quote, door opener extended far beyond his father and includes numerous other meetings between Hunter Biden and senior US government officials, including now Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Two, the evidence today shows the complexity and scale of the Biden family influence peddling scheme. Millions of dollars were flowing through subsidiaries and LLCs to avoid taxes and shield visibility into how the money from foreign sources, including countries like Ukraine, Russia, China went to different entities and Biden family members. The additional whistleblower documents we just released specifically mentioned 23 foreign countries on four different continents with connections to Hunter Biden's business operations. The map behind me shows the sheer scale and scope of this global operation. Lastly, in the whistleblower's original testimony, we learned DOJ took unprecedented action to impede any investigative step that could have led investigators to President Joe Biden. As you can see here in this new material, the whistleblowers have provided an email in support of their earlier testimony where U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf directs investigators to remove, to remove all mentions of, quote, political figure one from a search warrant. And who is political figure one? You're, I would think you would ask. That individual is none other than former Vice President Joe Biden. Here we see clear as, de- as day that the Department of Justice actively interfered in an investigation to protect the current president of the United States. Additionally, in January of 2022, Attorney Wolf declined to pursue campaign finance violations identified by investigators potentially related to to more than $2 million in payments from Kevin Morris, a Democrat Party donor to cover Hunter Biden's unpaid tax liabilities. In the documents we voted to release today, U.S. Attorney Wolf stated, she quote, is not personally interested in following the lead the investigators identified. Another piece of evidence implicating Joe Biden, and in this case, his presidential campaign, stopped dead in its tracks. In an interview with investigators, James Biden, the president's brother, stated that he did not know how Hunter Biden even knew Kevin Morris, who was paying Hunter Biden's taxes, or why Kevin Morris was helping Hunter Biden. The transcript of the interview contained in today's materials shows that James Biden told investigators Hunter Biden asked him to think. Mr. Morris for his payment quote on behalf of the family. It is reasonable to ask who represent who requested that Kevin Morris cover Hunter Biden's tax liability or whether he received something in return for his more than $2 million in payments to someone that he barely knew. Based on this evidence and much more in the documents we voted to release today, along with evidence obtained by the Judiciary Committee and the Oversight Committee, I have serious concerns about whether the President of the United States, Joe Biden, may be compromised by his son's foreign business dealings. I also have serious concerns about whether the President may be using his administration to protect himself and his family from scrutiny. The American people, they have a right to know their elected representatives are not abusing public office to enrich themselves or their families. They also have a right to know if federal law enforcement agencies are holding the powerful and the politically connected to the same standard of justice as everyone else. I will be happy to answer your questions at the end, but I'd like to turn it over to Mr. Wilhub.
3: So that was just, you know, amazing. That was an amazing announcement. And, you know, this was Hunter Biden, you know, who has sex photos all over the Internet, who basically has been doing heroin and crack on video naked with underage girls, hookers, and this is the this is the face of the biden crime family and joe biden had the nerve to say this a few years back
2: you know my dad had an expression he used to say you know your success as a parent when you turn and look at your child and realize they turned out better than you <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is not self-awareness. <laughs> Awareness. That's not That's not being self-aware. Um. Pretty incredible. Uh, I wouldn't mind hearing some of these questions and answers. Um. Let's see.
1: The direct connection to some sort of criminal malfeasance within these two pieces
5: of evidence. Well, I think the facts speak for themselves. There's over 700 pages of examples of
3: The media doesn't want to know anything. They want to try to Um,
5: debunk it. uh, What was your first question? The timing of this
1: is August 7th, 2020. Bill Barr is the attorney general. Donald Trump's the president.
5: Yeah, and Leslie Wolf is a career employee. She was not a political appointee, and she was the one obstructing the investigation. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. We need to make sure that the Department of Justice works for all people and doesn't treat... Those who are politically connected are wealthy much differently. And unfortunately, we have several examples that came forward by the two IRS whistleblowers that proves that people are treated differently because they're politically connected. But haven't you
1: suggested that uh, Joe Biden being the president now is unfairly treating Donald Trump in his indictments?
5: What I'm talking about is the 700 pages that we have before us, which is all the information that came from the IRS whistleblowers, and that's what we're releasing right now. And I'll tell you, I would encourage everyone in this room to look at those 700 pages. If you think it's okay with what's in it, then we live on two different planets.
1: Can you explain the timing then of the August 6th WhatsApp message? Why is that evidence of some wrongdoing?
5: I'm not an expert on the timeline. I would love to have... um, President Biden and his family to tell us about all the timelines because it's really, really uh, unfortunate that we see so many meetings and so many phone calls uh, that involved uh, around official activity that the vice president has been participating in and then big sums of money follows later. But if he's not the president
1: or the vice president at that time, where, where's the wrongdoing? He wasn't even a candidate for president at that time. He was a candidate. In, uh, on, in August 6th of so 2017.
5: Apparently, uh, apparent, what source are you with? I'm with NBC. So apparently you'll never believe us. I'm not saying um, I don't believe you.
1: I'm asking you for, I'm asking you a very direct question. You presented a piece of evidence that you say came on August 6th, 2017, that demonstrates that Joe Biden was using political influence to help his son. If he wasn't a political figure at that time, the first WhatsApp message you put up, where, the, where you talk about the brand... And I'm not, I, I'm here, I'm, my, my, I'm completely open-minded about this. I'm asking you specifically, how does that demonstrate that there's some sort of political influence being put over him if at that time he is not a political, he's not an elected official?
5: I'm definitely not going to pinpoint one item. I think we've outlined... You presented it. You're, it numerous, was your first thing that you brought up. So apparently you don't agree with it. So it's not that I don't agree with that. I'm it. asking you to explain it. I'll take the next question. Yes. <clears throat> On this. That's
3: actually a weak response to the question because there was a lot of this stuff that was in, in play, and here's here that question's interesting because that's where the statute of limitations comes in. They had the fourteen fifteen statute of limitations, and they said, "Well, they allowed those statute of limitations to lapse," and that's almost unheard of in these types of crimes, but they allowed that to happen. Then they were going to just do a misdemeanor and you just wash the whole thing. And then the judge, you know, about a month ago stepped in, right? So we understand that part. But the part that I even have questions about is if Joe Biden in 2017, for example, he wasn't president, he wasn't candidate, so, anything he was doing was fair game. Now, in the lead up to his presidency in 2019, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Um, then, he he's making promises with China. And then he lied about it on the debate stage. And then he said he had no business uh, dealings with his son's businesses. So, all of those things were, you know, conflicts as well. So... Those are a bunch of little things like he lied to get into office. But in like the the, the actions he took in 2017-18, well, he still had a number of connections in the government that he was – and then there was the Farah violations. So I don't think that the ways and means congressman there uh, was ready for those types of questions and he should have been.
4: slide that you've got that talks about the search warrant draft. Do you guys, have you guys released or will you be releasing the before and after text of the search warrant? Like, do you have as it was before it was edited and then after it was edited?
5: If you recall, the IRS whistleblowers came to us in April. In May and in June, we did the depositions. On June 22nd, we released the 15 hours worth of depositions. And then in July, the Oversight and Accountability Committee had a hearing. And at that hearing, those two IRS whistleblowers testified and was asked numerous questions by Democrat and Republican members of Congress that they were not able to answer because of 6103 authority a private taxpayer information. The only way that information could be answered is if they would submit that to the Ways and Means Committee and that we would vote to make that public. That's, in fact, what we did today. We only made public what they gave us from addition from the oversight hearing. So everything of the 700 pages that we released is what the two IRS whistleblowers gave us.
4: And and does that include the before and after language of this particular search warrant in the 700 pages
5: you guys are releasing? I, I don't know
3: the answer to that. It's 700 pages. Um, All right. So he's a little weak on his responses. Um, but, yeah, he's got the 700 pages. They're exclusive to the whistleblowers. They decide, They took a vote in the Ways and Means Committee uh, to on Wednesday to basically decide whether or not they were going to release it. This is nothing new for the Biden crime family. This is in 2008. This is Tom Brokaw and Joe Biden.
0: fighting for a bankruptcy bill that uh... mbna really wanted to get passed to the senate making it much tougher for everyone to file bankruptcy uh, senator obama was opposed to the bill among other things uh, you couldn't in fact claim that you had a problem because of big medical bills uh, you voted against uh, an amendment that would call uh, for a warning on predatory lending um, you also called for um, You opposed efforts to strengthen the protection of people in bankruptcy. This has been an issue that you've heard about before. Uh, Your son was working for the company at the the same time. In retrospect, wasn't it inappropriate for someone like you in the middle of all this to have your son collecting money from this big credit card company while you were on the floor protecting its interests?
2: Absolutely not.
3: And then he goes on to talk about how great his sons are. Of course, they're not. And uh, it's crazy, but this this particular clip is the one, is the doozy, in my opinion. This this clip. Um, so we're going to go ahead and play it.
1: Entirely from Chinese state-backed companies, contributed over a billion dollars to the buyout of Arizona-based Freeport McMoRan for the purchase of a cobalt copper mine and copper mine. In the Democratic Republic of Congo, when my good friend Mr. Donalds talked about cobalt, Hunter Biden stood to gain millions on the deal. The firm also purchased a stake in China's contemporary Amperex Technology Company, the world's biggest maker of batteries for electric vehicles. Committee Republicans have already written to the Transportation Secretary about our concerns that due to the Biden administration's policies, American jobs are suffering. For example, Ford Motor Company recently announced that it will cut 8,000 more American jobs.
3: Well, in just those points alone. Number one, they're subsidizing electric vehicles. Number two, they're banning fossil fuel uh, research and development. Uh, they're banning leases. They're banning pipelines. They're blowing up pipelines uh, in Nord Stream 2. They're doing everything they can to to advance the ball unfairly for electric vehicles, and while at the same time they're invested with Chinese-backed money in Freeport McMoran and Contemporary Emprex, uh not only to mine for the uh, cobalt and and in uh, using the slave labor in the Congo uh, to get the battery. Um, ingredients you know, to make a battery, but then they're using, they're invested in Emparex, uh, contemporary Emparex, to m- manufacture the battery. And to me, that is a huge issue because Biden's entire policy uh, related to energy is all about open borders, slave labor, and green initiatives that are completely rigged There's no way that those initiatives would ever succeed if they were competing on a level playing field. But you have the government propping up one industry, electric, and crushing with a steel fist, an iron fist, uh, the fossil fuel industry. Meanwhile, you know, there's unintended consequences. Be careful what you wish for. And you won't see this a lot on Elon Musk's platform hydrogen vehicles is showing some promise there's also e-fuels but hydrogen vehicles toyota's doing it and so you know what's to say that they start they get one third of the way to where they need to get all these electric battery chargers which stink anyway and you know they take too long to fill up a car right with the electric charging so stupid. But that's why they want you to only be able to drive 100 miles. They've got you on a short leash. It's sort of like a dog on a chain, right? You can't go too far. You're only allowed to drive an electric vehicle for crying out loud, right? It's all part of the plan. And what is the plan? The plan is 20, uh the uh, 20, uh agenda 21. The plan is uh, 30 by 30, the Chir- Agenda 30, Agenda 30 by 30, Agenda 21, all these World Economic Forum uh, ideas that uh, are so uh, crushing. Like here. Here's Agenda 21. Let's take a listen.
6: The United Nations, Agenda 21, Sustainable Development. Mm-hmm. It is the inventory and control plan. Inventory and control of all land, all water, all minerals, all plants, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all food, all energy, all information, and all human beings in the world. And this is a plan that was agreed to by 179 nations back in 1992. It's a United Nations plan. It's called The Agenda for the 21st Century. And so many of us around the world think that sustainable development just sounds so great. Isn't it about recycling and creative reuse and creating energy and food resources for everyone? And the answer is no. It really is not. It's about moving populations into city centers, concentrated city centers, and clearing them out of the rural areas. It's constructed of non-governmental organizations, corporations, and government in order to dictate and regulate what it is that happens around the world. Regionalization is the stepping stone to globalization. And globalization is the standardization of all systems. All systems have to be brought into harmony in order to control them all. And the goal of Agenda 21 is one world government and total control from a central unit. The principles are public-private partnerships, which is fascism. And this is how it's implemented on the ground, is through this joining together between corporations, non-governmental organizations, and governments in order to cut out the actual individual, your voter, and instead to take that to a level where we literally cannot penetrate. This is a corporatocracy. It's a totalitarian state being developed right now all over the world. While we are moving towards the end game, we are not there. And this is the opportunity that all of us have now, to stand up, to speak out. We are free, and we need to continue to be free. And I do believe that we will win, but we have to become aware that there is a fight.
3: That's Rosa Corey, K-O-I-R-E, Rosa Corey. I thought that was one of the best explanations of what the heck is going on. Now, what's Agenda 30 by 30? So
4: the 30 by 30 agenda is an international agenda to permanently protect 30% of the world's lands and oceans by 2030. That means land in its natural state. So this is land that we don't get to use. Um, in America, Biden implemented this six days after coming into office. And
3: Okay, one thing I want to interject real quick. One thing that's interesting is... You hear Bill Gates, for example, on record saying trees don't can't, don't provide the oxygen. Trees feed off of CO two, right? Trees feed off of CO two and they give off oxygen. And the rainforests in the in the Amazon uh, give off like twenty percent of the oxygen for the world, right? Without the rainforests, we'd be in a bad way. And so. The interesting thing is more trees, not less. So these fires that are happening are causing climate issues. Um, one of my chief complaints about Washington, DC. is there's not enough trees in that city. There's not enough shade, shade and trees saves lives, right? So the thing is, more trees. But guess what? The trees don't belong to you uh, to the government. The trees don't belong to the government. They belong to everybody. They belong to, they're God's creation, right? So the reason why the globalists are anti tree and anti that science, which is part of the, should be part of the debate of CO2 emissions, oxygen, and so on and so forth, is, incidentally, by the way, the hydrogen cars, when you run them, they actually lower CO2 while you're driving the hydrogen car. Um, But in any case, these trees uh, don't belong to any one particular person. But if they could plow over the trees and tear them all down, burn them all down, and then put in place solar panels, now the government can control that. If the government can, can knock down the World Trade Center... And instead of just building the World Trade Center back to where it was, they can get do a land grab and they can literally call it a memorial site and own that land and deprive you from that land that's super valuable. How about Lahaina? All the waterfront pi- property is gone so that Oprah can buy up that land on the cheap, right? So, you know, this is the kind of thing that's going on. It's an agenda,
1: When
4: he did this, he said that 12% of America was already permanently protected in the manner that he's seeking for the 30%. And what that 12% is are our national parks, wildlife refuges, state parks, private lands with conservation easements in perpetuity. Now, the key thing to understand about all of these places, they take permission for the public to access. They are very restricted. So... We might think, well, we get to go to our national parks, so what's bad about that? But that's all permission-based. So they are looking at making 30% of our nation off-limit to the people for any extractive uses, any natural resource uses, mining, grazing, um, any of the timber, anything that we need to have a prosperous nation. They're, they're locking up those resources so that we can't touch it, and they're trying to do that with 30% of our land.
2: Wow.
3: That's crazy, huh? That's Agenda 30 by 30. Uh, it's it's crazy stuff, folks. And we're at war, and we have to know that we're at war. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. Um, This is what Prince said. Prince, pretty smart guy. In 1999, remember his album? 1999. I think this was about 1999. This is what he said about computers. Prince told us in 1999, it
1: says, right here. It's cool to get on the computer, but don't let the computer get on you. It's It's cool to
3: use the computer. Don't let the computer use you. You all saw the matrix.
0: There's a war going on, the battlefield's in the mind, and the prize is the soul. So, battlefield's in the mind, battlefield's in the mind, going on, the battlefield's in the mind.
3: So there's a war going on for manipulating your mind, and the goal is to take your soul. So that's what they're saying there. That's what he's saying let's take a listen to victor david hansen in what's going on um this is a really good commentary that i thought was uh kind of important to hear
2: i think all of our uh, listeners should be optimistic because for good or for evil whether we wanted it or not the left has prompted a crisis point in american history they have indicted a former president not only that but they've indicted the chief political opponent leading in the polls of the incumbent president. It's never happened, either one of them, force multiplier of the two. And they have done that without really any historical perspective, given what we know of other presidents have done with records, including the current occupant of the White House. And given the history of this sort of Trump obsession fixation they've had, whether it was Russian collusion hoax or the laptop disinformation hoax or the phone call. What the left is doing is they're saying, we're gonna bring this to a head and we're gonna do something that never happened. We're gonna destroy this this Trump figure. And they are doing this because they feel that they have the universities, they have the foundations, they have the media, they have social media, they have Silicon Valley money, they have Wall Street. They have the corporate boardroom, Disney, Target, you name it. Okay. And we have the people. And it's now two unyielding forces are coming in contact and we'll see what happens. But they they force this. Their logic is we're not talking about inflation, interest rates, crime, the border, failed foreign policy, we're not energy prices. We're not talking about Joe Biden's non compost mentes. We're not talking about Kamala Harris as an utter. I don't know what we'd call her. And that's good because they have nothing to offer. And they're thinking they thinking that they're cutting Donald Trump, they're slicing his tendon, they're slicing his shoulder blade. He's bleeding, that's good. And Alvin Bragg will continue and Latita James will continue, and Willis will continue. And that will be good. He will hemorrhage all the way to the election. They have a schizophrenic attitude. They hate him so much that they want to destroy them. That's their emotions. But then somebody advises them, wait, 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 wait. He's easier to beat than maybe one of the other candidates. So don't destroy him totally. So they're schizophrenic. They go back and forth. But ideally, I think we can decipher the contours of their strategy. They want him to have a lot of empathy. They want him to be tied up as we get close to the campaign season in the fall and maybe you know you can get a you can get a a veritable winner in march and they think they can draw this out then he'll be still getting some fumes of empathy and be nominated and then they're going not let loose to destroy the nominee nothing is accidental in politics and not particularly this It's not a legal question, it's an untenable political question. You cannot have, I'll be very careful here, you cannot have the President of the United States for 20 years bringing out classified documents as a Senator, as a Vice President, using them as a private citizen, and in his possession illegally while President of the United States. And all of that was not brought to our attention because Joe Biden felt bad, only because of the Mar-a-Lago raid that his DOJ AG ordered, and then he was afraid that he had exposure. So for the first, right.
3: well, that brings us to the end. Uh, but you know, we are at a war, and this is what uh, is going on. So, in any case, I wanted to share a little bit of that with you. Um, you're listening to the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can to help keep Scott Adams Show commercial free. Also, use Red State over at mypillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next time. Bye bye, buddy. Just to bury
2: my kids right up to there.